today an expectation of Jesus' arrival. And I don't know if there is any time of year where there is a bigger gap between expectation and reality than during the Christmas season. Because usually what expectations are for most people is that their Christmas celebration and the weeks leading up to it are going to be very similar to the environment in that uh, week. That is, fire in the fireplace, stockings on the mantle, and hot chocolate in the oven. Just that would be really looks perfectly, and Christmas music, silently playing in the background all the time. That's the expectation. I've never lived in your house, but I'll tell you, in my house, it has never, ever gone that way. Not in the house that I'm a dad in, and not in the house that I was a son in. That reality of the situation tends to be more like all the stuff the guys provide the fireplace for. The gifts list, the parties, maybe people who get the lights on when you get a Christmas gift. We don't have any lights on at this church anymore. <laughs> it's cold. Um, the gift list I already mentioned, and even things that are meant to be a blessing to other people, like people's family things. On the one hand, what a great thing to be sort of giving people a reminder that you care about them. On the other hand, it's just one more thing, isn't it, that you got to think about and plan and add to the list of things that can take away your Christmas season. And so when it comes to the Christmas season, many of us have never really experienced it. We've never experienced peace during the Christmas season. In fact, one one particular member of Mass and I last Christmas said, we dread Christmas because of all that's expected of us by society and family and friends. So there are aspects of Christmas season that many people dread. And I know it's hard, but we can say no to some of those things. And, and I live in the same world and family dynamics that you have, but I know it's hard because there are some things that are in our control. Some of the things of Christmas we can do at home. On the other hand, and much more to the point of grace, there are other things that hurt, other ways we hurt, that we can't control. What do I mean by that? Well, think about it. Uh, Christmas tends to be a season that, besides for a Christian being about Jesus, tends to be a lot about family. In fact, if I were to ask you about your favorite Christmas memory, almost all of them, if not all, will include family or friends. Now, what happens when one of those people whom has been a very important aspect of your Christmas celebration when the person that you always think about when it comes to Christmas has been taken home to heaven and won't be celebrating Christmas here on earth. What happens is that the joy and peace of Christmas, oftentimes more than any other time of the year, that peace and joy can be stripped because of that. Can you imagine? And maybe the family dynamic is not that someone who's died and gone to heaven. Maybe it's just that family dynamic that I don't know where you went and how you were raised and what you were taught about that child that you wanted that 
this terrible time relates to anything that I've mentioned to you? Relates to Israel or to There's a chapter before that that many of us just skip ahead to the shepherds and the star and the stable of Bethlehem. But there's this really important chapter one where Luke shows us how the wheels of that history got turned around. It's expected and it happened. And I don't think we can miss it.
yourself back then and you say, God was blessing us. You look at a family like this and then maybe you even think about your own family and you think the expectation would be that everything should go well in a family like this. Right? Have you ever felt that way? I'm following you, Lord. Things should be going okay for me. What about the reality? Got the expectation of how life should be going. But what about the reality? We're stuck. But this couple that was following the Lord back then, they, they had no children because Elizabeth was barren. And they were both well along major deal. You don't realize how big of a deal this is when you've never had trouble having children. To want to have children but not able to Thank you. 
And then this account with Zechariah and Elizabeth that Luke records occurred 400 years ago where it was God who was quiet altogether. He was silent, and you can just imagine there were many Jews that fell away and died because the, the peace was gone, and it seemed as if God didn't care, and it seemed as if God wasn't there with them. Christian, then you really shouldn't have a whole lot of tragedy or difficulty in life. Now, you know, little things like a toothache or uh, getting the flu, I mean, everyone goes through that. But something major, like someone dying the day before old age, something major, like a financial situation that just sets a
that they bowed and worshiped him. And uh, they never gave wine or other fermented drink, and they just filled it to Holy Spirit leadership. Many of the people of Israel were either left or were away from him for some time. And he would go on before the Lord in power and glory. And in the hearts of the fathers, this was happening. This was leading to greater transformation. And it spread throughout the land. And they could write Christmas into motion with the promise of that preparer that we read about earlier in the book of Mark, that Zechariah and Elizabeth would have this miracle happen in their lives, that even in their misery, they would have a son, and that that son would be the Emmanuel, God with us. Verse 32, Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this?
they, they know they felt their love, they were warmed for love, 